Chairing this session of broadcasting will be uh, Aileen O'Mara. And also with us is uh, Pat O'Mahony. Uh, both Pat and Aileen are, will I describe both of you as independent producers? Yes. Yeah. Chancers. <laughs> <laughs> good chancers, though. Yeah. <laughs> and also here is uh, John Byrne, who I had forgotten I knew many moons ago when we both covered the Morris Tribunal. Uh, I used to sit down there every day and I'd head into Vincent Brown, who at the time was an RTE, where John would be most producing at the time, and he's now with uh, News Talk. So uh, I'm going to shut up and let the professionals take over now. Um, morning, Aileen Amara is my name, and I'm just hi John. Just meet hi John Aileen, for the first you? time. <laughs> a little bit about everybody on your sheet there, and uh, Pat Amani and Pat and I would know each other a bit as well from RT and stuff. Which one are you again? Uh, which one am I again? Yeah, I'm the yeah, I'm the good. One. No, you're the good. Yeah, the good one. Um, he's referring to the fact that I have an identical twin sister. So be careful. Oh. <laughs> uh, careful, people not to get me mixed up. He knows this. Um, Aileen Amara is my name. I'm an independent radio producer, journalist, and content provider. Hey. <laughs> I write blogs for a living and I know what Seamus said earlier and uh, but in fact that's one of the things we all becoming uh, multi-skilled multitasking uh, producers okay so call yourself a journalist call yourself a writer whatever uh, people in this room have terrific skills and that is actually the future is shaping your skills you have to what is the market and Pat knows better than most, and I know as well from being a freelancer, that uh, the market's changing. And the advantage of coming out, and I know some of you are coming out of college uh, at the moment, or have been out a couple of years, is that the younger people, really, is a huge advantage, because you're coming out as practically digital natives, the rest of us have had to catch up uh, big time. And uh, one of the areas I work in is, I'm an independent radio producer, so I make radio programmes through the BNI Sound and Vision Scheme, some of you know, and even though it drives me crazy to pure, the, all the paperwork, it's still a great way to make a living, and I uh, complement that then with doing some training as well. So I'm going to ask Pat O'Mahony first to talk. Pat does a fair bit of work in RTE, wouldn't that be true? Yeah. Um, there is, as yeah. a freelancer. Um, I... Ooh, um, where do I start on ideas? Yeah. Um, where we are, I suppose, at this session talking mainly about pitching ideas to TV and radio. Um, I mean, I take an approach uh, overall. Um, I, I, I joke that Hitler would be proud of the pincer movement approach that I take to work in that um, I go on one flank with my CV going, oi, gives a job, I can do that. Uh, and then on the other flank I go with ideas. And I go with ideas to production companies and to broadcasters both here and internationally, uh, and kind of if there's any interest in the idea, well, they're almost stuck with you. So you kind of have to get a gig out of it in some shape or form. So concentrating on the ideas um, front of things, which is what this session is about. Um, ideas are the lifeblood of all media, of radio, television, journalism, whatever. Um, and Broadcasters and publishers are always looking for good ideas. Um, some are more open to others in that I've worked on, God, I've worked on Liveline, I've worked with John Murray, I've worked with late on Late Debate, I've, I've worked with a load of programmes in Radio 1 and they kind of get most of their ideas. Uh, they do get suggestions from the general public but they're rare. They get a, a lot of them come from people inside working on the program, spotting things, and from PR uh, people who suggest, you know, people for them to interview or events to cover. Um, but there are uh, opportunities in every uh, broadcaster for ideas. And they all make documentaries, um, and they all are open to ideas for features as well. Um, when you think you have the best idea in the world, um, I would advise that you sit down and be your own toughest critic. Um, and you look at a few things to see if it's as good an idea as you thought it was when you were chatting about it with your mate in the pub the night before. Um, 
or when you had that eureka moment in the shower or wherever. Um, and you look at kind of things like, is it an original idea? Um, hard to know because it's impossible to watch and read and <coughs> listen to all programs. But from your knowledge of what you've seen, and as a, as a provider, you've got to be a huge consumer as well. Um, you know, um, those of us in the business are constantly listening out to see what, what, not only what is being done, but kind of what's the flavour of the month, what's the zeitgeist, what are, what kind of ideas are are being commissioned, are being, uh, are, are you hearing on radio or whatever? Um, uh, what's a unique idea? Um, I wrote about the. I have a. I've have, have an occasional blog. I I I I started a blog about a year and a half ago. Um, uh, on my own website, um, a thing called Off Message, which is about the media, um, and I write about uh, kind of personal experiences I've had and um, uh, bits and bobs of advice, and I kind of try and go behind the scenes of various aspects of the media um, through observation and through participation. Um, and I did write uh, probably, I think it was Off Message number three last year, was about pitching ideas. And so if you dig that out, if you go to, to patomahoney.ie forward slash blog, you'll see it there and all the, all the past blogs are on the right. And that one was modestly called Pitch Perfect. Um, no, uh, been oh, the middle name. Mm -hmm. And uh, in there, there's lots of advice. So I'll, I'll, I'll go through bits and pieces <laughs> that I remember. I stuck it up on the interweb last night and I, I didn't even read it again. So I'm, I'm, I'm going from memory. Um, uh, an idea's got to be original. Um, what makes an idea original? It can be uh, unique access. Unique access is brilliant. If you get either to a person who is very important or who is in the news or who has just has a great story to tell <coughs> or to an institution uh, or to a, a, a business, or, or whatever. If you can get unique access to something um, and they say they will go with you and they trust you and they like your idea and they like your approach and um, you are the one, then that's a huge, huge advantage. Sometimes it's just a matter of luck. In 2003, 2002, I was working on an idea in, Lo I lived in London from 98 to 2009 for 11 years and I pitched a lot of ideas uh, over there. Eventually I came home in 09 because of an idea I'd pitched to RTE and um, the arse had fallen out of the business in, New in London. Advertising had fallen off a cliff and getting work over there was really tough so just by a nice coincidence an idea I pitched got picked up here. But um, in 02 I was working on an idea about um, live news. <coughs> And by a nice coincidence, someone had had a meeting with that uh, the company I was pitching it through that I was developing with had an, uh, a meeting with someone at Discovery, and they said we're big into war. Now they're not at the <coughs> moment, and that's how it changes. Discovery now are all about you know uh, guys going out building houses in the wild and, and, and deep sea trawler fishing and the like. But at the time, they wanted to do something on war, and I was just doing this thing about live news. And the guy at the meeting came back to me, my mate, uh, and he ran the company and said, you know that chapter you have in there about war, do you think we could do something with that and turn it into a series? And it became Reporters at War, a history of modern war journalism um, that went on to win an Emmy. Not because I have to say because of me, but because of a really brilliant director and series producer we brought in. And, um, uh, but the timing, completely by accident, was brilliant because what was happening in early 2003? God damn, they were invading Iraq. <coughs> and by the time we had our last meeting with Discovery before it was pitched, <coughs> more journalists had been killed in uh, the invasion in that short period uh, per day than had been killed in Vietnam, for instance. Uh, the, the attrition rate was really high. Al Jazeera had been attacked. Uh, the guy Lloyd from ITV had been, a, had been killed. There was, uh, um, there was just, it was brutal. Um, and they just went, oh, all right. So it was timing. So you, have, you always rely on a little look. The other thing is just to have an idea that's clever. Um, 
I know uh, RTE Television run a, a program called the Format Farm, where uh, they look for formats that they can get involved in uh, in co-producing a one-off pilot. Uh, you get an international distributor who loves the idea uh, and RTE will then pay the other half, they'll do a pilot, that gives the international distributor a programme to go and sell into international markets. It gives RTE a programme to put on air and depending on the reaction to it, they might commission a series. And I know someone, I directed the pilot for a thing uh, a couple of years ago called Six in the City. And Six in the City was basically come drink with me. It was, it was kind of taking three couples in three different cities and he, he, the other two couples would visit their city and they'd take them out for the night and then at the end they did the voting like they do and come dine with me and one couple won a, a prize. The idea for that format came out of the title. One day someone said so, Six in the City and they sat around for ages going, what would Six in the City be? So they had the title before they had the program. So uh, it, it works the other way. The program I came home uh, to make in 09, we made it at the end of 09, 10 and 11 uh, with Coco Productions for RTE was a look at um, the news that people searched online during the year. So it was an end of year news review but it was slightly patronisingly I thought but we called it now, that's what you called news, 09, 10, 11 because you were the one who searched for it, that was the theory. And with that one we couldn't think of a name for for uh, I originally pitched it as Googled which is the simplest, because that's what people were doing. They were Googling it. Google had a problem with that because they didn't have editorial control and so they wouldn't allow us to use the name. So, you know, and I just spotted that article in the paper at the end of the year, the end of 2008, uh, I spotted online a couple of articles about the growth in search terms on Google. Um, I see it every year. Google released the data people write about it, I spotted it and I went, oh, there's an idea there and it took time to develop and, and, and whatever. But that's where that came from. Then it's a matter of pitching it to the right people. Um, again, this is where you have to look at your uh, audience and your broadcasters or your publishers and go, all right, this idea is uh, an expensive idea. So, for instance, we made for News Talk um, at the end of 2013, early 2014, we had a 10-part comedy news panel show called You Couldn't Make It Up, the title, because that's exactly what we did do. We made it up in every <laughs> program. Um, and uh, we went to News Talk, and we knew News Talk couldn't afford it. You know, it was an expensive program because it had writers and it had performers and it had producers, and a lot of work went into it. But we were able to take the route of going in via the BAI Sound and Vision Fund and get a sponsor, and that's what took it over the line. Who'd, who was your sponsor? Vodafone. God bless their cotton socks. They didn't give us a lot, but they gave us enough to, to, to take us over the line. We'll give time for questions, because I don't think it's... Sorry. Uh, no, sorry, Mary. No, five more minutes, Pat, and okay. then we'll give, give um, we'll lots of time for questions. So, uh, so you look at um, who is right for it. So the content, for instance, I've had big international ideas. Um, there's no point in pitching them to RTE or to UTV, or to news talk, or to radio, or whatever. Because um, I say this and I don't mean it insultingly, um, broadcasters are parochial. It, there's got to be some connection with their audience. And, and, and people, you know, I take them to BBC or whatever, and, but they're parochial too. There's no point in thinking them a purely American idea or a French idea, or, you know, whatever. There's got to be a, and likewise in the States, uh, uh, there used to be a, a thing called Wide Angle on PBS, which was a, an international documentary uh, strand. And it's gone. And that was one of the few homes on American television for ideas that had not got to do with America. So it's, it's a worldwide thing. So you look at where you take it. Then you look at, all right, do I have contacts? Who do I trust? Um, do I take it to an individual I know who works in the business? Um, you, do I pitch it in blind? Um, do I take it straight to a broadcaster or do I take it to a production company? Um, and these are things that will depend. Um, it depend, will depend on your experience. If you know people in the broadcaster, then you can go straight to the top. If you don't, uh, for instance, or if you don't have a, a history of, of producing, y you'll, you, you can't register. Like You can register for the, the IP, the Independent Production Unit Television online, and the IRP when it gets revamped in Radio and Radio 1. 
and they have online e-com systems that you can, and Channel 4 have it, and the BBC have it, and Nat Geo have it, and Discovery, they all have it. But you have to register for that, so you have to have a track record. They have to know that. So you think, all right, who do I know? Uh, who can I trust? Or you watch, not only do you watch a lot of programs and listen to a lot of programs, you listen to the, and watch the credits at the end. Who makes what kind of television? Who makes what kind of radio? Okay, there's no point in me pitching a comedy idea to people who make serious documentaries. There's no point in me pitching a gardening program to people who make young people's. Do you know what I mean? So you find your target and, and you get it in that way. And then it's in the lap of the gods. I have more ideas in my uh, program ideas folder on my laptop than will ever see the light of day. Um, I don't know what the figure is. John, you might know. Um, but for every thousand ideas a commissioner gets, how many of them actually make it on screen? I always say, it's, I'll be finished before then. I always say it's far easier for them they're m much better at writing the no thanks emails uh, because they say it more often. I have the strange feeling that commissioners, when they like an idea and they have to say yes, they go, Jesus, shit, what will I say? I have to say, uh, yeah. how do I say yes again? Um, so you, the, the, one of the first big ideas I pitched in London, I got really emotionally attached to it, and it's an idea I still want to make. But it was a valid lesson because I put so much work into it and concentrated on it and it went nowhere. Now out of it came reporters at war, so it, you know, it wasn't. But I learned since then, you know what, ideas, throw, throw a lot of shit against the wall. If you, you know, basically, you will become, um, if you do it a lot, you become an ideas machine, you're watching for stuff. Your opening paragraph is what you might see in the RT guide that describes the program, and then you know you go from there. Keep it short, keep it to a page uh, initially, um, and try and get people interested. But don't be stupidly disappointed. We'll all be disappointed, but don't be ridiculously disappointed when and if your idea doesn't happen, because for most of us, most ideas don't happen. There you go. Have I okay, time to spare? You have tell a minute a and a half. Tell, you <laughs> a half. tell a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, hold your questions if you don't mind, please. Thank you. Uh, well, because what I'm going to do is going to bring John in next, okay? I'm sure you all have loads of questions. Very sorry to cut <coughs> Because we're going to give lots of time for questions, because I know there's going to be a discussion on this, and I know one question will lead to another bit of information and stuff like that. So, I'm handing over now to John. John Byrne is with News Talk. Yeah. Do you think John? Yes, well? Actually, no, I work for Vincent Brown on his magazine. It was. Right, I'm going to Right, okay. So, a little bit about yourself first, maybe, and then. Sure. Thank you very much. I started out um, in print uh, um, um, in Vincent Brown's Village magazine. Uh, previously, I ran a ma magazine called The Slate, which was back in the midst of time. And uh, so then, I in 2006, I joined uh, Newstalk as a producer. Uh, I went away for a while to Canada, and then I came back. And I now work as a program editor, senior program editor is my title. So I, in an overall sense, I kind of oversee the, the programming in News Talk with some of my colleagues, um, and I work specifically with The Breakfast Show, um, uh, the Lunchtime Program, and the Sunday Show with Jane Cogan. Uh, and I've also worked quite a bit with the Pat Kenny Show. So, um, so that's me. So uh, just um, in terms of how whole freelancing uh, works in News Talk, there is, I suppose, two primary areas. There's programming, and then there's documentaries. So I'll, kinda, I'll deal with programming first. Um, all producers, as Pat says, all producers are looking for ideas, whether it be from their staff or from free, freelance uh, people to contribute ideas. In radio, obviously, they need to be audio-based. So first thing, uh, the first thing a producer will ask if somebody is pitching an idea, particularly a freelancer, is can you cut audio and do you have your own equipment? Um, um, so if you don't have your own equipment, it's not the end of the day, but it really does help. And you, you do need experience. You do need to be able to cut audio and ideally uh, be able to present it live. Um, so that's the kind of technical, technical end of it. Um, in terms of the types of ideas that programs are looking for, News Talk is primarily a current affairs station. So if you look at The Breakfast Show, Pat Kenny, Lunchtime, The Right Hook with George Hook, they're kind of more, more or less current affairs programs. The only kind of different one in there on the daytime schedule is uh, the Montpreet program. Uh, and then weekends, it gets a bit more broken up, but really, in terms of where budgets are for freelancers, it's mostly in prime time, 77. So, the, um, 
So there are the programs. A good program to kind of look at in terms of ideas and kind of it has quite a broad range is the Pack Any program. Pack Any program wants ideas from freelancers, and if they're good enough, they're commissioned. Um, so I'll just give a few examples of the kinds of ideas that have worked in the past while that I was just thinking about while Pat was talking. Um, one guy um, that we, we now don't use because he works, he works in Europe, but he, um, he pitched ideas quite regularly. And one, he found out about a, a, a program for repeat offenders uh, from prison that uh, it was a kind of a rehab program where they would engage with uh, kind of, I think, uh, maybe some victims of crime and stuff like that. But it was kind of a program and the, the, the people who were running were very open to the, the media kind of getting involved. So he got an interview. He just found out about it. He, said to the producer, listen, I have had it, I, I, I told them about the program, I, I want to speak about some of these criminals about what they've done and how they've kind of turned their life around. And he just spoke to this one guy who had been jailed, he'd been in jail maybe 20 times. And um, he just spoke very freely about the crimes he'd committed. Um, he spoke about, one of the crimes he went in for was he assaulted a vanguard. It was really shocking. And he talked about meeting her afterwards and how when he met her, he uh, shouted at her and he spat on her. Really shocking stuff. But uh, the freelancer just sat down, interviewed this guy, and it was amazing. And stopped the radio, it was stopped the car, sorry. <laughs> Don't turn off the radio, do that. <laughs> um, and it was really brilliant. And that was one of the best things on News Talk that year. And it was just a guy who phoned up. So, great idea. Um, and any producer would, would commission that in a heartbeat. Um, um, another one that worked in the Pat Kenny show, and it ran for quite a while, it was totally different. It was a guy called Fionn Davenport. You, you may know his, his name from the radio, but it was in the Pat Kenny show, it was just starting up. And he pitched an idea, it was called The Story Off, where it would be, he does a package which is pre-recorded, and he sends in, and it would tell the story of mostly musicians. It would be the life story of, say, Smokey Robinson, and it was well-produced, featured music in the background, and um, it was kind of like a radio essay. And those things, it was really good and really well produced, and uh, that, that ran for, I think, until Fiona got too busy to, to, uh, to do it anymore. But that was um, another idea, which is quite featurey, not kind of newsy, but uh, uh, very good. And then, then um, I suppose in a general sense, news is happening the whole time, and um, uh, like producers will have a meeting that day for their program, and they go, what are the ideas? And if you have an idea, related to a, a something that's happening at the moment. A producer, again, if it's good enough, will jump it. One that could work, that could have worked, say, this Friday, is there's all these fans going over to Wales to the, uh, to the rugby match. And if somebody had come to me and said, I want to get on a bus with a load of people who are traveling over at 9 o'clock in the morning, they're all kind of having a drink, it's going to be really fun, and I can feed that into your program later on today, I'd be going, yeah, great idea. Let's, uh, let's do it. So. Um, they're the kinds of ideas that tend to work on the programming end. Um, um, like, um, and then, so there's that, and then there's the documentary end. Now, Newstalk doesn't have a, uh, a budget for documentaries, but we do do stuff with the BAI, uh, what else? Uh, Simon Cumbers and the Mary Raftery um, uh, uh, thing. And again, that's another area where freelancers end up doing a lot of really, really good work in Newstalk. And um, that is, that's like, it's wide open. Uh, if you've got a good enough idea um, and you've, you've got a track, you, you do need to prove that you can do it in terms of you do need to have you know, the skills, as I said. Um, maybe we'll, we'll come back to when you're actually pitching yourself um, what kind of things you need to do. But um, again, that's wide open. And we've got a lot of really good stuff. A lot of award-winning stuff is done by, by uh, freelancers and youth stuff. Um, and um, like I don't commission them, but the person who does, I, I can give you her, her email address, which is uh, her name is Francesca Lawler, uh, and it's Francesca L. That's F O R A N C E S C A L at newsdoc.com. A few ideas. You do need to do them through the, the programs that I mentioned, but um, uh, she will take it from there. So. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of if, if, when you're, um, if you're pitching examples of your work, the best thing to do is um, pick, uh, to include either a link or an audio file, ideally a link to stuff you've done before. Because that lets the producer know, you can technically pull off 
uh, what you're trying to do. And then there's the, uh, the, the types of ideas you pitch in. Again, as Pat says, unique access is, a, is perfect. If you can get a one-on-one -on -one interview with somebody who's really well known or has a good story to tell uh, that you think nobody else is going to pitch uh, or can get access to, that's great. And the second thing is that the quality of the idea. And that, that, that's the key thing. Because, like I said, a couple of examples I gave there, um, uh, they're the kind of top quality ideas that people will always go for. So, um, so in the, the people to produce to, or to pitch to, are always the program producers. Um, now, if you want to uh, pitch directly to new stuff, contact me, and then I can put you in touch with um, the producers of the program, depending on the type of idea you have. For the type of program or the type of idea you want to pitch. So my uh, my email address is jburn at newstalk.com. So any programming pitches you have, um, just send them to me and I'll send them on. And that's for a few programs, is it? Yeah, so the programs I cover, if you look at any, any anywhere in the schedule on Newstalk, I, uh, I, I, I can forward it on to the key person. But like I said, the ones that, Pat Kenny is a really good one to pitch because they're always looking for ideas. Uh, the lunchtime program is a, news, is a newsy type program, so not, they don't. They tend to do like reports themselves. Um, the breakfast program does take uh, outside pitches as well, definitely. Um, and if you have a really kind of good off the wall idea, a month brief might be the place for it. So, I think. Uh, is there anything else I need to touch in on? I think that. What do we pay? That's uh, that depends. We don't have a standard rate. It really depends on the on the program that has has the budget. So yeah. that's down to negotiating with um, the individual producer. Right. It, it, it really in the ballpark or anything else, is it? No, it depends on the kind. Of, it really, it really depends uh, on the amount of work that goes in. Um, like it reports, I couldn't give you a, a ballpark because it, it, it does, it does, it does depend. But there's other types of things. Um, like if you're a reporter regionally, and um, Newstalk doesn't have a big network like ours here around the country, so we always do need um, people who can do vox pops. They're a big thing um, around the country. Um, so if you if you can do that kind of stuff, and particularly if you're like we have people with Jonathan Healy and Cork, we have people we use in Limerick, but Galway, the West, we find it difficult to get people. So if you're from there, and you, have, you can do audio, or the Northeast, uh, that's another kind of black spot for us. If you're from there and you want to do stuff, um, just drop me a line. That's that's that's. Uh, so yeah. So um, I think that's mostly it. Okay, so any questions you have? There's yeah. Two things I forgot. Um, one, we talked about unique access and new stuff. Anniversaries. <laughs> My first three documentaries on RT Radio 1 were based on anniversaries. I made one about DCU 20 years after it became a university. I made one on a mate of mine who bust his back in a dive in the 40 foot 15 years after his accident. And I made, one, good, and I made one on Richard Nixon's visit to Ireland, the forgotten visit, 40 years after he'd been here. Mm. So anniversaries are very good. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing um, John touched on is, is it is very difficult to break in if you've no experience because producers and commissioners are giving, have budgets and they want value for money um, and they want stuff to be delivered. They don't want holes in the schedule where someone presented crap or didn't present or whatever. So if you can build a reputation for delivering on time, on spec, on Good budget, mm -hmm. you know, on time, on spec, and if you're not a complete pain in the ass to work with, you know, you will get work. How did you get work then? I've no <laughs> idea. I think, I think. I'd like to say I slept with the boss, but I did sleep. I, mean, I snored like a trooper. I don't know. You had hair in your head yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. that was before you had um, Right. Um, and you know, you reminded me there because I have uh, my own production company based out in Dunleary, and um, and again, a great initiative. A young one. I was turning six. I'm not. But she came out to me from DIT and uh, Danielle, and she said, I want to get to make you know radio features and do documentaries. Can I see how you do it and work beside you and whatever? And we've had two two packages she's got on on drive time so far. Now, I've overseen them for her because, again, starting out, needed a bit of help, you know, needed to go back and ask that question again, whatever. So, I hope I won't regret this, but <laughs> if any of you want to uh, get in touch with me, um, I'll leave a few of my cards here. Or if you want to, I have to run, I'm sorry, it's quarter to 12, but uh, if you do want to get in touch, um, I'll 
well, you can info at alienomara.ie if you're starting out and want to have ideas and want just me to give, give you an overview of Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know about news yeah. talks, docs, yeah. but certainly, in if you pitch to Radio One, they will take. Uh, if it's a really good idea, yeah. they possibly have the staff and the resources. They, do, uh, yeah, they will off. oversee yeah. and and a first time doc documentary yeah. maker. They will train you how to use equipment. They'll they'll loan you equipment, but they'll also oversee your production and and lead you by the hand so that you don't make yeah. too much of that. Which you know. yeah, that's a documentary unit in yes, radio exactly. one. And I can say as well, I think just pick up on you did say the IPU, the independent productions unit in radio in radio one is being re rejigged. Yeah, the IRP. They the IRP. Yeah, I call it RIP myself. But anyway, uh, RIP. <laughs> and um, you can see they have a website page which actually hasn't been updated for a good while yet. Right. But watch. They're in space. the process of upgrading. Yeah. Television is also commissioning. Has a, there's an open round in television at the moment now. It's very soon, but it's always worth if you know anybody in a television company or to again check the television production companies who are getting commissioned. The RT year have a round open which is closing I think at the 23rd of October, that's next <laughs> Friday. The next BAI round is closing on the 5th of November which is also quite soon and uh, probably too soon for BAI because you really have to have everything ready and done before you can um, hit send on mm. that particular one. So look there's a lot of, lot of good, good um, insights there and I know you have questions so you just want to raise your hand if you want to say who you are as well and your background, you're perfectly welcome to that if you don't, you don't have to. So fire ahead. Questions please on the floor. Jared. Uh, just before you go on on anniversaries I I did a, a, a documentary for uh, Dublin South FM which is a community station mm -hmm. and I called them a few weeks ago with the next BA around was coming up and I said is there any you know, are you getting any feedback, particular areas that I should concentrate on? Because sometimes you get, you know, they're looking for education ideas yeah. or they're looking for culture Sport or whatever or that may be. And I was just what, 1916. 1916. So if any of you have a granny or a grandfather that fought or didn't fight or something <laughs> in 1916, that's a pitch that, <laughs> that you should consider. On the other hand, I think 1916 is going to be swamped. I haven't gone near it. Yeah, but everyone. Well, yeah. But, but apparently, that's that's yeah, what they're yeah, getting. Yeah. Is so that's that's yeah. what's going to get. Well, I would have thought they'd have the commission the 1916 yeah. stuff ages ago. Right, there but you go. But yeah. what you see, but well, the, the BAI the, the round is happening at the moment yeah. in November. Those will all be basically coming into production in February, March, next year, around yeah. April. Around April. So yeah, you would have. But will they be made in time? You see, I would have thought. Anyway, yeah, right. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, the other, thing, <laughs> the other thing when I was there is uh, Simon Cumbert from, there's some documentation down at the back if anyone wants to look at it. Yeah, uh, very roughly at the end of November. Question to John, and my eventually get to the question, and my apologies for confusing radio and village. Oh, no problem. I knew it was a Vincent thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. Um, are you looking for like something where, um, for example, think of like an RT um, from Brian Connell, he'll come in and he'll do... Here's the thing I've done, and it'll be here's step one, here's step two, and in between he'll be doing a Q&A. Are you yep. open for that kind of thing with Pat Kenny, or would it be more a case of here's the 15-minute fully edited package, hit play, and then... Both. Ideally, though, uh, uh, you should be able to present uh, with um, with clips. Now, often they would be pre-recorded, so you don't have to worry about making a mistake or doing it live, but uh, usually the, the, the format is that somebody would come in as a reporter and present clips that they've done with people. Uh, so that is generally the way that it works. Now, some, uh, I know the program wouldn't be averse to doing something which is entirely pre-recorded, but I suppose the only problem with that is that it does take Pat out of the picture. Mm -hmm. He's just he doesn't appear anymore, which is kind of when it is the pack any show, it's kind of you do want to keep him there at the centre of it. So that is the only thing. So our preference would be if if you do present, if you do, it's called a decon, a deconstructed package. Uh, where you where pass decon. yeah decon package yeah, so that's that that <laughs> <laughs> but that's that that would be the preference but I, I we wouldn't really because like the idea I mentioned Fionn Davenport idea was that was self-contained mm. um, and it was just Fionn talking with music basically playing in the background very simple idea didn't require you just got up some stuff in the net and put some music behind it and, and did yeah. it, was that every week you did it or yeah awesome? every week every week every week yeah it's great from <laughs> that'll work on a program that's a few hours long like yes on they would they wouldn't touch a report like that on ten to one ten to two and a half hours ten to twelve thirty yeah two and a half hours so they have the, they have that's wh why I mentioned that program is because <coughs> the time it is breakfast have done all the news of the day mm -hmm. so Pat will do a bit of it but then he could do a garlic slot 
he could do anything at all. So that, that program is wide open, and they do, they do take ideas. So if the ideas are good enough, it's a great one. Yeah, and they come through you, you go to you first. I would pass you on to the producer or the editor, depending. But uh, yeah, I, I can be the point of contact initially just to put you in touch. Um, yeah, so. Okay. Mary, I know, sorry, I cut across you and you asked going a question of Pat. I'm sure you have loads of questions. I think I probably answered it fabulously. <laughs> oh, I was asking about funding. Yeah, sponsorship. sponsorship yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did you go to your Vodafone? Because we, uh, the, the BAI uh, never give you the full amount. They always, they always give you a percentage. No, they give you a percentage. It base, uh, the, the odd thing is, the more you look for, the smaller the percentage they give you, mm. which means you're left with a bigger hole. Now, the idea is that the... Uh, broadcaster may fill that gap if they have a budget or they may give you facilities or whatever but for instance um, if we had made you couldn't make it up for Radio 1 we wouldn't have any, had any uh, independent studio costs because we could have recorded in Radio yeah. 1 you guys don't mm -hmm. have a studio yeah. that's big enough for a yeah. live audience whatever so we had to go out to the Helix and so there was a cost mm. um, so they will only give you a percentage uh, now uh, we just couldn't make it for what they gave us. It was close, but it was no cigar. So we went looking for a producer to, um, or a, a sponsor to make up the shortfall, and that's what News to uh, Vodafone did with us. Um, but uh, sponsorship is sponsorship's an odd one. All programs are mo are sponsored more and more as yeah, individual programs. Yeah. Um, so it certainly didn't stick out. Um, uh, but we were uh, e even if you. Um, you know, but they just said, yeah, take the money, whatever, and if you make a joke about Vodafone, we don't care. Um, but How do you know the contact? Is someone have a contact there or something? How did you get Vodafone? I met someone at, I deliberately went along to the launch of the Vodafone Comedy Festival, and I knew <laughs> the guy who was organising that, and I said, introduce me to someone from Vodafone. He's not just a pretty face. Not even a pretty <coughs> face. Good, that's what producers, so you producers have to do everything. You've got to be yeah. a hustler. Yeah. You've got to be thinking on, on all levels of funding, like as a producer, you have creative input, you have organisational input, you have funding input. Um, you just have to make the damn thing happen. You do. So, you know, jack of all trades. Anybody <coughs> people dying to ask questions out there? In there. The back. Aileen, Catherine Fox. Um, I, just, John, you mentioned um, equipment. Yeah. What type of equipment would you recommend for someone? In terms of brands or...? Yeah. Well, well, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, brands, I don't know, but you need a Marantz. It's yeah. effectively a microphone. Or a, or a Zoom. Yeah, yeah or a Zoom. Um, digital like recorder. Yeah, yeah a digital recorder. Stereo. Like, I'm not a uh, technical guy, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, you need to, you know, bit of all that kind of stuff. But it just. Uh, That's a Zoom H4N. That's a great machine. I have one of those. I'm actually make. I make documentaries. I ran Arts Tonight for a year on that. Not that one, but one of those. I have Someone started off radio with green screens and Marantz's. I know, yeah, yeah. Give me a call. Info here in America, please. Okay. Email me. Okay. Um, you will actually record. People have made documentaries on these. I use. I'm, I record wild track off this on an app called Hindenburg, and I use Hindenburg a lot. I mean, I can bore you, right? But over lunch, but I have to go off to a meeting, so I'll come back this way. Um, and that's and maybe rather the HN1. That's the HN1, yeah, which is another good one. Um, what you're saying is you need a digital recorder that has stereo, basically, that has broadcast quality exactly. um, files, usually yeah. WAM, isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Some of you know all this already. If you don't, it's not... Uh, Zoom, a Zoom and a Marantz, they're yeah. the kind of basic yeah. two options. They're handheld, yeah. they use memory cards, yeah. you can put external mics into them so that, uh, you know... Yeah, um, but the broadcast quality, you know, as in, you need, you're going to need a windshield because, you know, with puff shields, things like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if you have never done it before, it takes a little bit of practice to get it right. What about software? I use Audacity, which is free, and yeah. Hindenburg, which isn't... It's not expensive, 75, 80 euros. Would, would you recommend any particular software, or do you have software requirements? In no, no, as long as, like, as long as the format is fine, yeah. WAVs are best, because the quality yeah. is highest. Audacity is really good. Well, yeah. um, MP3s, people don't really like getting MP3s, because they can be com compressed. Yes. So uh, WAVs are best, and... Um, uh, Audacity, I'd recommend. It's free. We use a program called Cool Edit in Newstalk, which is it's yeah. not free, but it's quite very similar. similar to, uh, it is very similar. Yes. Yeah. So it's it. You know, you don't need to be a genius. You, it's really about your ear. Um, you don't like particularly for for a daily ra radio program. It's all about the story. It's not a. It's for documentary. It's much more about sound quality and the soundscapes. Mm. So yeah. 
we used Hindenburg for you couldn't make it up, and then we used the wonderful we transfer oh, yeah. to send the send to, to send the WAV files yeah. to um, to to New York. or Dropbox. Yeah, Either of those yeah, are yeah. perfect. Yeah. I'm Kieran Fagan. Um, I'd just like to make an observation, an idea that came, came to me when listening to you. When, when, when you're talking about getting money from companies, I, I, I happened on this by accident, but, but large companies often have, have a smallish enough, in their terms, budget for... Um, for local projects. For instance, when I lived in Tala and I was doing odd bits of publishing, Gallagher's was a very good mark. You just told them what you were doing and and a check. You'd write a letter and a check would come along. I happen to know, and don't I, this information is ten years out of date, but it used to be that there's um there's a pharma company in Cork, near Kinsale, called Eli Lilly. And if you wanted to put on Russian classes in the uh, local um, church hall, in, the, in, in, in or around Kinsale, or anything at all, anything local, community-based, or you could represent it as such, you'd get money out of Eli Lilly. Now, maybe they've stopped doing that. I don't know. But I'm just saying, think local, think big firms locally. They usually have a little slush fund for local encouragement. Um, I, I just want to ask, if I may ask one question, because I'm puzzled by this. You talk uh, about BAI stream. Uh, talk ab um, is, is it the case that now, that if I want to, if I have an idea for a documentary, I have to go the BAI route. Does nobody is that it? No. If I've a, if I sorry, yeah, okay. If I've an idea for a short story, do I have to write the story and submit it to that god awful competition that RT Radio runs? Is that is is that is that the reality of the market now? Pretty well. Uh, say about the radio documentary. The, you know, radio the documentary, one has a budget. Radio one has yeah. its own has budget. Its own, but they're not huge budgets. You won't make your fortune on them. Um, and yes. the, the, the more experience you have, the uh, it moves up slightly. <laughs> um, I, I, I made five documentaries for the BAI, four of them funded completely, uh, sorry, four doc five documentaries for RTE, four of them completely paid for by RTE. Um, the last documentary involved travelling to Sweden for a week and there was no way um, you know, no. if I went on the RT budget, I'd have ten pence left over at the end of it. So I put it into the BAI, and I got a decent budget to make it there. Um, the other thing to remember is that, um, uh, and I, I can't speak for News Talk, but certainly for Radio One, I know they have uh, a, an informal policy of if you're a first-time pitcher, if you haven't made for them before, if you haven't any experience, if you're if you're starting out in the business. Uh, they will only take ideas that are based in Ireland. And the simple reason for that is not creative or artistic, it's practical. Things, things will go wrong. Things will go wrong and you will find yourself somewhere and your mic isn't... I was up in Timahoe um, with my microphone doing the Richard Nixon thing with Dunnock O'Dooling and the locals and it started to give me jip. Now, I got round it. But if I hadn't had any experience, mm. at least in Timahoe, I'm in the country, and they can ring and rearrange or get someone up to you or sort it out. If I was in Belgium or Bangkok or Brisbane, I could have been in trouble. So I, I know they have that informal policy. But there is money there. You won't make your fortune, mm. but it's a damn good place to start. Um, News Talk, John, you said are totally dependent on... Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we, mm. we don't have a budget for, for radio documentaries, so it is all done through, say, the AI. But, um, and like Pat says, and it touches on what he said at the beginning, types of documentaries that Newstalk does go for do tend to be domestic in terms of the, uh, in terms of the type of content, because 80% of the stuff we do in Newstalk is related to Ireland. And that's, you know, that's the market. That, yeah, that's the market, and that's really, I suppose, Irish people are mostly interested in hearing about what happens in their own country. Um, so in terms of documentaries, domestic ideas are best. 
Yeah, was somebody at the back do you want to ask a question? Is there any, yeah, yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'd just be interested, um, Pat, to uh, uh, perhaps hear a little more about um, how you might have dealt with rejection, particularly. Badly! Purely professional. At the beginning, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gutted. And then um, I, you tend to deal with, with uh, a kind of shrug of the shoulders. Um, you, you, some people I know, if they don't get an answer from, so, you know, when they pitch an idea, they just go, all right, that's dead. Um, uh, I tend to chase it uh, until I get the no. And then I look and I go, well, is there anyone else who could take this idea? A lot of my radio ideas um, uh, started out as, as television documentary ideas. There, they have a bigger budget. Um, you have more time to make it. Um, uh, so for a lot of people, it can be their first port of call. I'm, not everyone works in both radio and television. I do, and I think increasingly more people do. Um, but the thing about television is that it lead, needs a longer lead-in. It needs more time to make it. Uh, so if you get no, no, no's there, you can then still go, uh, and I have no qualms yeah. about this, you can still go to radio and go, because they, you can make a documentary in a much shorter period. So if they say no, and let's say it's an anniversary, for instance, or whatever, you can still go, all right, we could still make this in the shorter time. Um, the other thing I'll say about ideas uh, that get rejected is they never die. They're always in your file. Mm -hmm. I had a meeting with some uh, people from a, a, a big, British production company um, the other week and ideas that uh, I thought were dead they, they were going you know the people in that organ that broadcaster have changed so there's new commission that happens a lot in the uh, UK and in the States it doesn't happen here as much oh, it does. but not as <laughs> much they don't change around as much and um, the same people are tend to be in charge for longer periods here but anyway those ideas a can be uh, can be pitched to new people, or you can twist. You can in nineteen ninety five, I pitched an idea to RT Radio One um, about the music business. I think called Access All Areas, and it was going to be a weekly music pr program about how the business of music worked, not about who had new albums out or who was playing gigs, <coughs> but what publishing is. What's you know, how's a gig put together? What, what's the Irish traditional music archive? What are, you know, so it was going behind the scenes. And we pitched it in and it was rejected. And they said no. And I was working on another thing at the time. And I thought, all right, to hell with it. About eight months later, a very senior producer who'd since been uh, promoted to managing editor of some, came back to me and said, do me a favor, will you? That idea, change the name of it, change the emphasis slightly and put it back in. I did. It got commissioned. The first thing I did was I changed the name back to the original again, <laughs> and it got made. So never say never, but at the sure. same time, you know, you keep looking for new ideas. Those ones, the old ones build up, mm -hmm. and every so often you'll pull them back out the right time, right place, and you may well get something out of them. Don't take it personally. It's not personal. It's, not personal. it's a tough business out there. It's, it's like being a band. Very few bands get signed to record companies. The ones that do don't all succeed. So more people are pitching ideas than there are mm. slots on radio and television for ideas. So um, although it's very hard if you get no constantly, Cash flow. but if you get the occasional <laughs> yes, it's encouraging. And the more yeses you get, the more experience you get, the more people know who you are, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, pitching, I'm working on a television series idea at the moment well, for the next RTE round, which came out of a radio documentary, once-off radio documentary I made four years ago. There you go. And I actually pitched it into the you know to a television production company and said, yeah, 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 yeah. Pitched it into RTE, RTE didn't like it. Now RTE are coming back and said, ah, mm, uh, mm, oh, that we like that now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Will you kind of work on that again? And you're making all the phone calls to the people, including one person, well, Gav, one of them now because he died, but there's, you're ringing back people and saying, do you remember I had chatted with you there about four years ago? Yeah. And I said, well, actually, they're interested now. <laughs> saying, what? That's it. You have to do, have to think long problem. It's yeah, the yeah. constant turnover. But it is. Ideas are the currency. Any, any more questions? Jill but I'm sure you have a question. Oh, well, I didn't think that was coming to me. <laughs> that's landed that's you. That's you. You better have a bloody question now. <laughs> the only thing that was occurring to me was that timing is absolutely critical. So I remember once 
um, trying to get a story used and uh, getting rejected, but getting a kill fee. I don't know whether they operate anymore. Kill fee. I got the kill fee three times, and finally, Deep somebody who's working on a free sheet was desperate for news, and he said, have you got anything? And I said, yeah, I've got this if you'd like it, and he paid me again. But actually, <laughs> one of the newspapers came back to it years later because the timing was right. Yeah, exactly. So, <coughs> so, I, so I got paid for it five times. That's a really good story. Yeah, see, there you go, and that's resourceful as well. The timing, and I mean, I worked in news for about an RT. Sunday nights are, are to pitch something for a Monday morning pro program, I think it's good as well. Because oh, yeah. Mondays are killers, because like, this can be a quiet weekend. Now, not always a quiet weekend, but like today, the news wasn't great today. Brutal. Brutal this morning. I heard a 7 o'clock bullet and I said, God, if you had anything today, you got it on air. You know what yeah. I mean? Not quite. <coughs> <quite, but laughs> half decent. Yeah. So if you've got a good idea and you think, oh God, that's really good, don't pitch it on a Thursday or a Wednesday. Keep yeah. it off, but ring the producer and say, do you want it for Monday? I yeah. have it for you for Monday. And Mon get it into a Sunday night or Friday evening or something. 100%. Yeah. Monday's yeah. the best day. Yeah. Uh, actually, last Sunday we had one of the busiest news days of the whole year. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday was completely yeah. dead. The rugby was really impressing. Yeah. So the breakfast show this morning would have been crying out for a nice colourful kind of package or Again, thank Kenny. Yeah. So Monday is, is a great day. Yeah. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you have to have audio. I mean, like I pitch, I'm a very good audience member, Pat, haven't I, a number of times? I've done different things. Sorry, my name is uh, Gillian Botsell. But I don't have any audio skills. I don't have the background for that. So like what you're saying, that all the things you want are all with audio attached. Yes. But it's, it's, so I have it, to go and learn the skills. Well, it, it's better. <laughs> but it, it is better, but it's not. Um, uh, do, you, do you know Mary Louise O'Donnell? Yes. She does stuff on now the Show and Work program. Yes, she used to stuff with the Pat Kenny uh, program when I was there. Well, she doesn't use audio at all. No. You, if you listen to her, she just yeah. talks. Yeah. Now but she's a rarity. She's an exception. I'm shouting out to hear the people she's yes, talking about. Absolutely. That's my problem. With if her I, if I, yeah. she, she, I've mm -hmm. never, never worked with her, but I would. Mm -hmm. But she's, she's unique. It's, it's yeah. rare that you're the kind of person, have that kind of personality that can just go and describe something like that. Mm. And I think her stuff would be a lot better if she did have yeah. audio. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it, 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 pretty, it's pretty, pretty It limits your options. The yes. more, uh, give yourself more, the more options you give yourself, the better. Sure, there's people here in this room who are learning how to do radio and TV, aren't there? Yeah? No excuses, guys. Mm. Right, next question. Uh, to Pat and David both. Yeah. Um, where can you pitch outside? Ireland's a small market. Where else can you, I, you can go to BBC and pitch them out? So I'm in Channel Four. Where else can you go? I mean, you're probably not going to be able to pitch PRX from here. I think National Public Radio, though. I know someone who is pitching to National Public Radio, but it's contacts. I, it's contacts. It is. It's no one who would contact you. Yeah, yeah. And actually, someone I haven't mentioned at all. Don't don't laugh, guys, because I know it's the station that people do laugh at it a bit. Irish TV is a new television station, right, which has got a lot of dosh and is now BAI recognised, recognised for BAI um, content yeah, and has a, a basically a channel for every county in Ireland. Wicklow matters, Dublin matters, Offaly matters. I see it coming up on Facebook all the time. Yeah, I see some, you know, nodding there at the back. They are crying out for stuff too. I don't know how much they pay, but they're crying out Very for different. stuff. And literally, is again, you don't need... Uh, you know, a ten grand uh, camera to do stuff. Now it's it's visual, but again, hands up. How many people here have learned how to do how to film? Very well. Yeah. See. Just made one yesterday. You made one yesterday. What did you do yesterday? I did a short film for a feature called um, One Night in Dublin, based on couch surfing, and we filmed it in my home, real indie. Yeah. Media. See? For who? For, for who? For a group called Four Courts Productions. And it ended up on, where is it? Well, it hasn't ended up anywhere yet. They're, they're making a film uh, made up of 16 or 17 different shorts of 7 to 10 minutes based on... But they're making it for who? They're making it for Four Courts Productions as the production company. Yeah. And who are they making it? They're hoping it? to... Just oh, they're they're okay. okay. Oh, they okay. Haven't pitched it yet. You see, there's the other they're thing. There's it. the yeah. other thing. The market used to be very fixed that you only had, you know, yeah. your channels and your... your um, your TV channels, your radio stations, and that was it. Now, not only are there more and more ways of funding stuff, I mean, some people, you know, make money from their YouTube channel. Oh yeah, a lot of them. Um, yeah. There are more and more outlets, um, and there are, you know, there are funding possibilities that even I'm not aware, you know, that that will fund things, um, uh, yeah. and it's 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 it's. I suppose it's just 
it's looking around at seeing who's doing what elsewhere and, and mm. seeing if, if it works for you. And I think if you're starting out as well, it's no harm having an online portfolio. You know what I mean? Having something on SoundCloud. So if you have recorded already, so at least, you know, you can say, here's, you know, I am capable of doing something, you know yeah. what I mean? Here's what I did in college or here's a package I made or whatever. Yeah. So then John or somebody can say, oh yeah, well, I can, I can hear whether the quality is any good Absolutely, or not. Yeah. If they don't know you from Adam. So um, I think I even if you haven't made something for get out there and make a package and make it. Back, in the, bit back in the day, we made demos. Demos, reels. yeah. yeah, we yeah, made yeah. We, 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 I sent yeah. cassettes into pirate radio stations. I, I got a gig in RTE on the back of a, a, a demo TV VHS show reel mm. that we you know, sent in yeah. and eventually found its way to someone. And I mean, m most people in, in college will do, uh, will do kind of uh, assignments which involve doing a report or something like that. So that's really, that's really helpful to, s to send. But like uh, the most important thing is to have an idea with it because if you just send somebody your 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 links to it, your your audio and say just I want to do reports for you, they'll just kind of they might listen to it but they probably just won't because if there's no idea attached, you know it's just they need something to, to latch on to. So yeah, that's important. I was just going to say that in my case, I heard they were making this film. I knew some of the people from I've made some other short films before, and uh, I I didn't want to mm. work on films. I wanted to send scripts in if someone else make them. So I submitted two short screenplays and they accepted both of them. But then they came back to me and said, you've directed before, can you direct this? And then I got a team mm. together, we directed it. The cameraman wasn't as good as he said he was. They came back to me again, they said, suppose we get you a crew, you don't spend any money, you don't have to produce, mm. just direct, we'll get you lighting, the cameraman, we'll get you everything you need, you just provide the location and maybe some catering for us and uh, we'll remake it. And I said, if you'd offered me this in the first place, we wouldn't have this problem now, because this actually cost me more money than mm -hmm. I could possibly ever mm -hmm. get from mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, if it goes out in the future, and they, they're hoping for distribution, their plan is to get it to, uh, you know, nearly to produce it, and they look for completion funding. Okay. That's the basic Which is a dangerous way of going about things. Yeah, I know. Generally, I work on the basis of getting the commission up front, because then you'll get a decent budget. If you've it made, they might pay you to broadcast it, which is a much lower rate. Um, uh, but that means you own the copyright on it, so you can sell it to a lot of different people. So it, it depends. And the money aspect of it is important. Um, if you, as an independent uh, producer, have an idea, um, uh, now, you know, for quick one-off radio things, you take a fee and, and that's it. But, for instance, I made a, a documentary in 2008 for Five, Channel 5 in the UK. I've made more money since on international sales and distribution for that idea than I made making it. Because, with certainly with television where they have decent budgets, um, the more experience you have, the better the deal you can negotiate. But you can get a percentage of the production fee, which is the profit, like there's the budget, and then they put a 10 or 15 percent. You can negotiate a certain amount of that, as well as working on it. But also, because it's your idea, if it goes elsewhere, like um, the production company in London had a deal with an international distributor, they got their cut, and then we split the rest 50-50. So I've actually, funnily enough, I got a check last year from them. I thought, Jesus, where did that come? So you know, but it's it's the only one. It's the only, you know, I, I made some money off Reporters at War because Discovery yeah. sold that, but it dated, you know, so it started there and then came down. Mm -hmm. But I did make a few bob off it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's just something to be aware of further down the line, I suppose. Question at the back? Sorry, John, John Rolfe. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any guide to what the st standard terms and conditions are, or are there any or, or should we start working on advising people who are drawing up? Each gig is different. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. You get you, if you're go, if you're applying and you get a you know, the first thing you do to apply for BAI BAI money is you have to get a letter of commission to broadcast to from a broadcaster, and that letter usually has four paragraphs in it, which have pretty well the conditions in it. Mostly, and the RT terms of trade are usually though it's the radio ones are still interim. Don't go there. Yeah, yeah. Our RTE can uh, broadcast your documentary twice if it's BI funded, and then it reverts to you. So you own it effectively. So the production company, whether you're a company or a sole trader, you, <coughs> own, you own the content. Yeah. 
Uh, for television, I mean, there are standard contracts in television as well. Which but the budget for every program yeah, is different, depending different. Yeah. on, like, <coughs> there's, there's no such thing as two hour-long programs costing the same. Like, they will have standard-ish do documentary budgets, and they'll have features, and they'll have entertainment, and they'll have daytime. They'll all have different budgets for uh, the same duration. Um, and it really does depend on the cost. I mean, the hour that we made for, you couldn't make it up, as I said earlier, for news talk would be more expensive than a chat show where, you know, you have people ringing in and, and you've uh, a team there. Um, uh, so it varies, but, but broadcasters know budgets and they're realistic and, um, and there's always that negotiation that goes on. If you go in as yourself with no experience and no knowledge, you know, you will you learn very quickly. You'll end up doing stuff, and you look back and go, Jesus. Uh, if you uh, go in with people who have already got a track record and a history and experience, if they're good and if they're honest and, and trustworthy, they will take you under, and they'll 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 know. So, um, like when I started pitching ideas, I had no idea of. of, of I'm, I'm, I'm not here of television, especially. Um, I had very little idea of, of budgets and uh, costs, but the very first idea I pitched in 1988 was with Moya Doherty um, in RT, who was a senior producer, went on to make her fortune from Riverdance. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, she was the one who knew, she had the experience, so I did the creative content side, and that's when I began learning about the funding side. Mm. It's all, it's all a learning process and it never stops. Mary, you wanted to ask a question there? Yeah, I just wondered um, if anyone experienced, if you uh, pitch, if you apply for um, funding to BAI, you've already got to have had to, uh, a, a, a company interested, like RTE. Check. Like, yeah. yeah, we like this programme. Okay, so that's great. And then you apply for funding and you're told no. Then you can you can apply a second time. You can apply, yeah. Turn yeah. it around and then you can. You can. Yeah. can you go back to RTE and say, look, you did want to do this. Oh yeah. We haven't got the funding, but I'll take a bit less. But if you will do it, have you any experience of that? They probably sent you to the BA. They, they, the they probably sent you to the BA in the first place because they couldn't afford it. Afford it, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, but can you can can you come back and say, well, look, I really want to make yeah, this no, program no sense. I take a little bit less. It depends on the pitching editor. It does depend on the yeah, depends yeah. on RT. It depends on the pitching editor. If they really wanted, yeah, they they probably would do that. Yeah, they probably. But, would. but again, do you know, has it, have you any yeah. experience that that happened? I've seen. Yeah, I have heard that happening in one case, but again, that's not a comprehensive not answer. Yeah, that's really yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that. If I'd they say really it's the exception. It is the exception. I would imagine it's the exception rather than the rule. Yeah. Um, question here, yeah. What kind of risk do you think would you face of kind of maybe a commissioning editor saying, "Oh yeah, no thanks," and then kind of taking your idea? God, that never happens. Listen, that happens in in any uh, creative business Bullshit. where you're pitching ideas, and that's why if you get if you if you get involved at the start when you don't have a reputation or whatever, it's more likely to happen. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I personally, I don't know of anyone. No, I, I don't know anyone that it's happened to. It's, it's one of those things that's talked about. Uh, it nearly happened to me at the BBC, but actually, it was an accident. It was two people thinking, "Oh, you're in touch with them," and they thought the other person was. And I fell between the cracks, and they'd started making something. And as soon as they came, found out, they put their hands up, gave me a big check. Thanks very much. But um, uh, if you take your idea to someone who you can trust to, who's pitched idea, who has a track record, as you then begin to build up a reputation. Why would I want to take an idea from someone that I know is going to bring me more ideas? I would be, as a commissioner, I would be daft for a short-term gain of, all right, let's push, you know. But if you come to me with a good idea, my head, my, I would say, all right, that's a very good idea. They probably will bring me more. So why do I want to get rid of them just for a bit of short-term gain? No. Mm. But it does happen. Yeah. I, 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 I always just throw it out there and hope for the best. And you think, yeah, you own this. But I, I think if you're sending an idea, I would send it in by email. So you now have a paper trail, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm. And yet I think you should make it clear from very early, you know, this. I just want to say this is my idea and uh, it belongs to me. You know, and put it as 
nicely as you want, but basically you are putting out there that you, this is your idea. Yeah, I've you know I have the one example. Yeah. I know one example of where that happened. The other thing to remember, of it course, is that a lot of people do pitch similar ideas, yes. Yes. They, or they yes. have. Yes. You you yeah. like yeah. we pitched in an idea. <coughs> to Panorama, the BBC, about when the external border of the, BBC of the Europe moved east, we got in touch with the Frontex to Credit and more, so he'll look after the external, but, but someone else had as well. We pitched this idea, we met them, they had a, they, then we stalled a little, and the next thing we knew, Panorama had a, had a, had a, a program about refugees coming across the Frontex. Blah, blah. Yeah. It, it happens. Um, yeah, and it depends on the, the uniqueness of the idea as well. Um, because uh, the idea, one of the ideas I mentioned earlier about going on a bus with a load of rugby fans, that's an idea a lot of people might have. Yeah. It might be an idea that was generated in the station that day. So if you pitch that in and they go, listen, no thanks, and then you hear one of the staff reporters doing it, you could think maybe they've stolen my idea, but you also need to look at that's probably the type of idea pe people would come up with the, ho the whole time. So, mm -hmm. And then if you got in with a steaming email saying, listen, you stole my idea, you just maybe mark yourself out as somebody who is maybe a bit difficult to deal with or whatever, so you just need to judge it yeah. and make sure the idea is unique. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's happening in New Stock ever. Mm -hmm. so. that one more question. I don't know. Can you pitch podcasts? Like, a, for example, if you want to get one done and you, you've got a few mates and friends and maybe get sponsors on board, it would require a sponsor because we don't have a budget for yeah. podcasts per se, or very, very little. Uh, but if it's good enough, I mean, if it's podcast is good enough, we'd probably put it on air. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, it depends on the length, but um, you'd need to come with a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're going to wrap it up there. Um, I'm watching the clock as well. And George, one more question. Oh, another question, yeah. just an observation. When, when you start to talk about Irish TV, I thought you were going to say Irish language TV. Um, in case no one has mentioned it already, yeah. I might have when I was out of the room. If any of you speak Irish, TG Car more so is worth pitching. And if you don't speak Irish, you probably know someone who does, because an awful lot of ideas start off in English, get rejected by RT or BBC, yeah. and then end up in TG Car where they do get picked up. And they have good budgets there as well, actually. Yeah. <coughs> okay, well, look at um, Thanks, Pat. Thanks, John. Hope you all learned a bit from there. And uh, you Come back to us if you have any other questions or whatever, and I know John is dying for ideas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Thanks.